Hello, everyone. Thank you so much for tuning into the Geek Garage podcast. I am David Dassall, your host. You can check us out on Facebook at facebook.com slash the Geek Garage podcast. Follow us on Twitter at Geek Garage pod. You can check us out on Instagram. And also you can rewatch our live stream at youtube.com slash two player media. Thank you for listening. Damn it, who put the question mark at the end of the teleprompter? start these things <laughs> is it in yet oh no <laughs> if it is i can't feel it burn on me <laughs> um okay well uh so i guess uh, you're kind of the first uh guest yeah you're you're the f- I want to say you're the first guest because that would be such an honor for you it to is. be on our podcast that's seven episodes old. I mean, I'm honored. Yeah, you should be. I was so flattered <laughs> when you asked me. <laughs> the only other episode that we've had a guest on is the episode we did, the Harry Potter Trivial Pursuit. Mm-hmm. But that, I mean, it was an episode technically because we, you know, published it, but it wasn't like a topic or anything. It was like a fly on a wall sort of. Yeah. Like it had been a few weeks Mm -hmm. since we did an episode. So I wanted to do something and we had like a a couple come over and you know, they were Harry Potter nerds like we were. So we're like, Mm -hmm. let's play the game. And I was like, what if we recorded it? You know, it's a good idea. So yeah, I mean, it turned out okay. Are you saying I'm a nerd? I'm, I'd hope you're at least a little (laughs) bit of a nerd. I, mean, I don't think I would be here if I wasn't at least a little bit of one. Yeah, I mean, like it's it's hard for us to geek out like sitting like you know fifteen feet away from each we other. We still at work. do it very loudly though. True, and I, I feel like we always have an ear out for like a Parks and Rec or Office quote. Yeah. So I'm looking forward to having just like a un you know unfiltered time to N- just non- let it all out yeah no one's gonna with, judge us with no cubicles in, in <laughs> exactly the way. no cubicle <laughs> will get in the way of this of this conversation even though our cubicles are very open yeah i'll peek over my mic instead of my computer screen yeah you're like hey david <laughs> Sorry, this is a podcast. And you no can't one can, even see us. Yeah, no one can see the fact that I just poked my head out from over my mic. But it was creepy. Yeah. <laughs> cool. <laughs> That's what I was going for. Uh, anyways, audience today, uh, like I said, we have a fucking fantastic guest of uh, my personal hero. No, I'm just kidding. Like, wow. That's... No. Uh, I don't know why I said that because now I have to retract my statement of you being my personal hero. Cause, you can just start over if you want. Um, <laughs> wow, that sounded like a like a heavy suggestion. Like you should start over. I mean, I'm I'm not saying that you have to. Okay. <laughs> my dear friend Katie is That's sitting me. here with me today. 
she's a person that I work with, and she's fantastic. Oh, thank you. And she is a huge fan of Parks and Rec and a huge fan of The Office, which is great uh, because that's the title of our episode today is Yay! The Office versus Parks and Rec, and we're both very, very excited to talk about both of them like we were just saying a few seconds ago. Uh, we talk about it all the time at work. Um, but it, we are at work, so we can't really go nuts over it, even though we definitely try to. Oh, we do. So Maybe we should just get a megaphone. Right. Just, hey, Katie! <laughs> people usually end up joining in, yeah. you know, so. Yeah, we, we end up wrapping people into our conversation because we have to be loud or else. Plus, it's the office and Parks and Rec and everyone loves it. Yeah. That must mean we work with some cool people, too. Precisely. So, uh, so we do have a bunch of discussion points and we will get to them here in just a second. But, uh, like I said, we do a segment at the beginning of every episode called the nerdy news update. Uh, name still kind of sort of pending. I I've been saying the name is pending for like the past <laughs> five episodes now. It's probably stuck. It's, I like it's it. It's pending. It was pending because like I came up with nerdy news update because it was sort of kind of alliterative, mm -hmm. and uh, it just kind of stuck after it's catchy. a while. Yeah, I like I, it. Yeah, I do too. So yeah, fuck it. You know fuck what? It. Nerdy news update. That's that's. You what need it, some like sound effects, like like our co-host Connor. He's an awesome keyboardist, and he was supposed to do our intro music, and he got lazy, and I had to just buy some like royalty sort of kind of not so free music because you have to buy it and that's, I like it though. that's what ended up being our intro music but i think eventually i'm gonna have him like come up with some sound effects to insert like throughout the podcast and especially like just a quick like maybe three or five second clip like nerdy news update like something <laughs> like that so you already threw my idea out it's okay what was your <laughs> what was your idea I, that, it was wasn't not that very of, cohesive it was like a news broadcaster it was like this just in okay like the mm -hmm. stereotypical old school like do, 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 do. yeah like Leslie Nope when she was doing the uh, her own all the characters. Yeah, that was pretty great. <laughs> the da the disaster preparedness. Yeah, yeah, it was it's a good great. one. All right, I'm gonna need you to go ahead and give CPR to all the birds. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, because it's a bird flu. Right. Yeah. yeah. Oh, so I'm gonna kill all the birds. <laughs> uh, so, anyways, nerdy news update. Would you like to go first? I would love to go first. So All right. lay it on me. Um, so mine is very relevant to what we're talking about. Um, so Amy Poehler and uh, Nick Offerman have a new show that's coming on NBC. Do they? They do. Oh, and it's Those are my two favorite people. <laughs> that Present me... company excluded. Oh, thank you. Oh. But I would. I mean, you. I'll make an exception for them. They're fabulous sure. um so amy poehler's paper kite productions i just wanted to say that like yeah. that um so that uh her production company is putting it together it's going to be on nbc and it's called the handmade project and it's a competition reality show and um so it's six episode episodes um that are going to be on nbc 
And it's basically people uh, competing with their various types of craftsmanship, mm-hmm. um, which we know Nick Offerman. I don't know if you follow his wood shop on Instagram. But uh, I, I need to. I, I'm, I'm not very. The only activeness that I'm on Instagram is doing the Geek Garage uh, podcast stuff. And that's usually like posting the title cards and our silly photos whenever we get together for mm-hmm. episodes. Um, so I, I need to find more people to follow so I can try and yeah. be more active on there. Yeah, so his wood shop is on there, and then Amy Poehler has her, um, uh, oh, what is it? It's like Amy Poehler's Girl Club. That's not what it is, but it's okay. something like that. Okay. And those are two that you should follow. Okay. They're really great. And it's it's great to see that, too, because it's such a reflection of their character. But then you just realize that's kind of how they are in real life, which yeah. makes it even better. It is crazy how... Um Nick Offerman is he's not exactly like Ron Swanson Mm -hmm. but I feel like as the season uh, as each season went on they kind of adopted some of his uh, personality traits into um into the the role of Ron Swanson because you know they're they're both um wood wood, I was gonna say wood wood makers (laughs) He's probably a a wood maker for a lot of people. Mm -hmm. No, he, yeah, he, I I knew about him owning his, uh, he has his own uh, wood crafting studio Uh in LA, I think. I'm not sure, but they do incredible stuff. Yeah, uh, I, I, the, the first thing that I saw him do really was, uh, it was even before I started watching Parks and Rec, I, but I knew about him sort of kind of from the show and I was watching Conan. Mm-hmm. And he had he was sculpting these giant like this. Have you ever seen the emoji pillows like at uh, the yeah. mall, like the, yeah. the kiosk? Um, they were that size, so they were really big. Uh, but they were made out of wood, and they were auctioning them off for oh like a hundred dollars plus. Uh, <laughs> and awesome. it was like going to charity, I think. Um, but like people could actually bid on them, and I, I think and um, yeah. Uh, but so that was cool that is cool yeah i totally hijacked your oh no it's okay no it's totally fine i was done really don't lie to me i'm just excited about it cool no (laughs) it it is very exciting i'm uh i'm hoping that i'll get a chance to watch because we don't have cable Uh and uh, usually we have to end up like using someone's password to to log in and use stuff um, I so. have a Hulu account. You can totally steal do my. You? Yeah, mm. I do. <laughs> I mean, I part of me thinks that I should be concerned about talking about stealing people's yeah, passwords. Yeah, I just thought about that uh, mm-hmm. over podcast. But I looked at the metrics for our downloads <laughs> today, and downside <laughs> is that it's not where I'd like it to be. Upside is that there's very little chance of anyone of uh, great importance listening to this and being like, oh, I'm going to report them to the it's, to yeah. the the piracy police. police. <laughs> <laughs> the yeah, I don't. Police. I don't think that any of this is going to be incriminating. It's fine. It's all right. Fuck it. Fuck care. it. Fuck it. Uh, so, anyways, uh, so you're done. I that, I am done. Cool. What are you excited about? Uh, my nerdy news update is the new Game of Thrones trailer that just <laughs> dropped. Uh, this is the second episode in a row where I got excited about a trailer. Last episode, uh, I don't know if you listened to it, but it was the uh, Justice League trailer. Oh yeah, I did, saw that. Did you? Mm-hmm. What'd you think? 
Um, I liked it. Yeah. That's not really, I mean, I'm into it. I think there are so many, uh, so many. You don't, you just don't go batshit crazy. I don't. That's cool. I love Batman and that's always been my thing. And, um, my boyfriend is very nerdy and Uh he fills me in on all of the things. Makes me very sad that he couldn't be here. I know. I wish he could be too. He's in Vegas doing God knows what right now. So (laughs) (laughs) no, he's probably in his room watching the justice league trailer to be honest. Masturbating. Yes, definitely. (laughs) That's what you do in a hotel room in Vegas. Yeah. Definitely. Or, or just any hotel. But room. to a Marvel movie. Right. Trailer. That's, yeah. It's a very erotic. <laughs> um, no, so, uh, that's not what uh, Justice League was last episode. Yes. And we've just spent like five minutes talking about <laughs> Justice League, which was not this episode. And I don't even care about it. Yeah. Moving on to Game yeah. of Thrones. I love yep. Game of Thrones. Yeah. Uh, I think it was it was yesterday, right? The, the, mm-hmm. That the trailer dropped. Um, so that would have been Thursday, March the 30th. And I, it, it wasn't really action packed. It, it really, it was just a bunch of voiceover work and uh, had the, the three or four central characters walking around looking all, you know, stone faced and getting ready for war. Yeah. And, uh, it looks, well, it's really the final three kind of. Yeah. You yeah. Know? It's, it's Jon Snow. Daenerys and Cersei, mm-hmm. and basically just everyone's gonna die. Um, oh yeah. Uh, I'm, oh well, four characters if you're including the White Walker eye right, at the yeah. end that's made an appearance in their trailers recently too. Yeah, so. that eye kind of faded into focus, and I was like, whose eye is that? And then all of a sudden it was like, and I was like, oh, no, I forgot about the the uh, what are they called White Walkers? Yes. And winter yeah. has come. Oh, and when Cersei breathes out at the end and oh, it's yeah. cold. That's pretty epic. I just think it was a really good reminder of where we're at with it mm-hmm. to get you excited. Yeah. I liked it. Yeah, I think the uh you can correct me if I'm wrong. I think the situation is it's only two more seasons, but they're kind of the 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 first season is seven episodes mm-hmm, and then the second one is only six yeah and i'm sure they'll make us wait like fucking two years for the next one hopefully not i uh maybe we we're in luck and they're kind of working on them in tandem I, hope so. uh, I, I know that's what they've done with some stuff in the past yeah um so yeah that's something to be excited about so yay, yay Game of Thrones. we're excited yeah it was kind of a bummer that it's not premiering in april so they actually physically had to wait for winter to come so they could f- film it i mean you heard about that right? yeah yeah they like they had to film all these scenes like in snow and they had to literally wait for snow to come so that was i thought that was pretty interesting there are a lot of movies that have had to like move production like Mm -hmm. the revenant for instance yeah and that was one of the big this is totally off topic but one of the big contributing factors to why leonardo dicaprio is so interested in climate change and spreading the word is because they had to i mean they spent millions and millions you know added that to their budget to make that film happen yeah yeah uh, he included all that in his Mm -hmm. acceptance speech and i was like like i wanted there to be like good guy leonardo memes to emerge from that yeah and nothing really did and that (laughs) really like it frustrated me because no one really talked about how the fact i mean people talked about how it was he finally won his first oscar Mm -hmm. and that was awesome but 
he won his first Oscar and sh- and he used his acceptance speech of his first Oscar to talk about climate change instead of being like, yeah, I finally won. Like, yeah, uh, that's just how kind of a fucking stand up guy he, he is. is. We uh, need more memes, not just him throwing money off the balcony saying, I right. know guac is extra. Yeah. We don't need any more of that. We know guac is extra. <laughs> <laughs> Did I stutter? Bring me the guac. <laughs> I'm not really a guac fan. I'm more of oh, the, really? the the Blanco queso. I like both. Yeah. I want all the all the all the dip all the dipping sauces. <laughs> yes. uh, shall we get started on today's episode? Sure. Cool. Let's do it. Well, like I said, it's uh, kind of the Office versus Parks and Rec, and it's not like fucking cage match. Go. It's <laughs> it's it's not cage match style. It's more of like a we're kind of gonna talk about both. Um, we might end up talking about Parks and Rec a little bit more because that's the show that um, both of us. It really brought us together. It did. It did. It, it solidified the the friendship that was already there. It just it, it poured uh, hot wax over it and just solidified Of our holding it. hands, and then we made a candle out of it. Right. Have you ever done that? No. I think it's something you can do at, like, Gallenberg. Uh, the, first time I saw, the first time I saw it was at the Renaissance Fair. Oh, that makes sense, too. I'm not sure if they still have it, but... Um, that was the first time that I saw it. I think Parks and Rec is just kind of more in the forefront, too. Sure. I, I mean, mean, it's the most recent. Yeah. But, I mean, The Office still has a crazy oh, fan following. Um, so, but yeah, we're just going to kind of talk about both. We're going to uh, talk about each one sort of individually as well as compare them. So, uh, yeah. Do you, uh, right off the bat, do you have a favorite episode that comes to mind? I mean, obviously, it's it's really hard, like, there's a million episodes for each one. It is hard. Um, I know my favorite episode of Parks and Rec, though. Do you? Yeah. Okay. It's um, the snake juice episode. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> you already know, David. <laughs> um, I've probably great. watched it, like, pro- at least 20 times. Uh-huh. There's no way that, uh, yeah, I've watched it a lot. And I was janet snake hole for halloween right yeah and yeah chris was burt macklin so yes this girl ladies and gentlemen <laughs> she showed me pictures she did not invite me to her fucking halloween party i don't know what her problem is it was a show uh, it was a concert whatever i, I don't care uh, no <laughs> unforgivable um no she her and her boyfriend went dressed as burt macklin and janet snake hole and showed me pictures and it was awesome so yeah, it was pretty great. And that's really, I mean, that was the first episode that they really dress up like them. Right. Um, and, uh, but yeah, I mean, the whole episode is hilarious, but mainly the scene when they're talking to the camera after a crazy night of drinking snake juice all night. Uh-huh. And each character has something to say. <laughs> <laughs> and all of them are funny, of course, Ron capping it off with dancing in right. Janet Snake Hole's little pillbox hat. Uh-huh. But uh, I think Ben turning to the camera and uh, slurring a baba booey is my favorite. <laughs> what, do you know what that is? What it no. means? Okay. <laughs> yeah, that one's a good one. I wasn't sure if it was like a reference to another TV show or movie. Uh, if you have any idea, listeners. <laughs> comment uh, and let us know. Yeah, comment uh, in, uh, in the comments below. There is no comments below this far uh, so uh, there will be something on social media yes if you hear this feel free to shout out us at us um uh, mainly on twitter because we're very inactive on twitter we we post stuff on twitter but we don't like 
tweet a whole lot. So yeah, get on it, people. Yeah, for real. Um, going back to my costume, Mm -hmm. one thing, and this is like another kind of cult following show that is still on and running. But um, so that night, you know, I thought people would come up to us and be like, "Oh my god, that didn't happen." It's okay. What the? Yeah, right. It was not a good crowd. That is really surprising. But then, right before we were about to leave, okay. Um, a, uh, Linda and Bob Belcher came up to us and she knew, Linda knew exactly who we were (laughs) and she was like, we were almost you for Halloween. And I was like, we were almost you because we really were. We've been wanting to do that for a long time. And, um, yeah. And then we all hugged it out and it was so great. You didn't know these people? No. That's awesome. (laughs) Yeah. It's so great. That's why I love like going to conventions is because there's all, uh, you know, all the cosplay Mm -hmm. and you can see someone's awesome cosplay. And for the most part, it's totally okay to like, just run up to this person. Take pictures and stuff too. Yeah. It's. Uh, yeah, it's yeah. Cool. it made my night. I was glowing, and then I was like, okay, we can go now. <laughs> <laughs> you just needed one good geek out session I did. With, with some strangers. And they gave it to me. And, I mean, coming how, from Linda, I just... How were their costumes? Were they good? Oh, they were good. Yeah, good. they were really good. I just recently started kind of watching um, Bob's Burgers. I uh, the, the tattoo artist that I went to for my last tattoo... Uh, he has a big screen TV set up in his studio. Mm-hmm. So uh, who says big screen TV anymore? You I, do. I, th- I That's think they're okay. yeah. I think they're just referred to as TVs. <laughs> and I don't have a big screen TV, so I'm like, dang, that's a big screen TV. Oh, okay, cool. <laughs> Sorry, that was a that was an illegal segue. Anyways, uh, he, but he was uh, he had Bob's Burgers going whenever uh, I was getting my tattoo done. Um, it served as kind of a, a welcome distraction from the oh, pain yeah. that I was going through. Yeah, I would love to watch that. But yeah, it was it was really funny. I could see why a lot of people like it. Um, so it's kind of in my Netflix queue to yeah, check you, out. You would love it. Yeah, there's my my Netflix queue is just overloading uh, right now. It's it's overflowing with just like content, and I'm like, I don't have any time to do any of this. So it's research. Yeah. For like your other your side, your side chick project. My side chick. Yeah, my side host. Yeah, your podcast. Yeah, mistress. It, re- <laughs> it really is like I, I just try and figure out, um, you know the the topics for my next episode in really any way that I can. Like I've even like in in our our pod- podcast episodes, I've been like, if you have any ideas out there, like please tell me Bring not to on. like sound desperate. But I the the Netflix original series episode I got that idea from uh, one of our listeners, uh, which was really cool. Yeah, so that was it was cool to um, get a really cool suggestion and like have audience participation, which Mm -hmm. I always enjoy. You know, whenever people, you know, reach out to us, so it doesn't feel so one sided. Yeah. So well, so much of this is like an organic conversation too. So to kind of get that from right. the people who are listening to it, exactly, it's always nice. Uh, but so, my, what is your favorite episode? Uh, we got derailed again. No, I feel like it, that's gonna happen a lot. It's gonna happen. <laughs> this episode might be like three hours long, <laughs> and you might not even hear this because we've cut all the shit out. Yeah, no, but uh, <laughs> all the shit that I say I'm gonna cut out usually gets left in, so you get to hear us talking about uh, leaving shit in or cutting shit out. Or both. Shit. Whatever. Yeah, we're both Talking drinking. About the shit. We're both drinking, so we got boost to tide us over, so 
Um, my favorite episode, or I don't even know if it's my favorite episode, but it's one of the ones that comes to mind. I used to really not like watching this episode because it would kind of make me depressed, but just overall, it's a great episode. I think it's, uh, I've learned to love it, kind of, just because uh, I've gotten over the depression. <laughs> Um, but it's it's the one uh, I think it's the very first treat yourself uh, episode oh. where they end up taking Ben to the oh, mall with them. Yes. Uh, but it's like that's the reason why it depressed me is because um, for those of you that aren't too familiar with the series is that that's when um, the you know Leslie and Ben were dating and then they had to break up because Leslie starts running for city council. And so Ben is kind of down in the dumps, depressed a little bit. So they decide, uh, Tom and uh, Donna. Donna, yeah, thanks. Uh, <laughs> they decide to take Ben along with them, and he, he tries on the Batman suit, and he's like, "I know, guys, I need to treat myself." <laughs> and Don, Donna's <laughs> like, "Uh oh, Batman's crying." <laughs> but like the the part that really got me was like at like when they're sitting like kind of in the courtyard at the end and he's still in the Batman suit but he's like he's just kind of talking about how you know he was quote-unquote dating a girl and you know it ended they're like oh that's why you've been off your game and I don't know like it's just always struck a chord uh in me Uh, I'm just like oh that's so sad but I I think it's it's just one of my favorite episodes because um I don't know, I just, overall, I think it's a great episode. Well, and treat yourself. Yeah. I mean, it gave you an excuse to treat yourself. Yeah. And a, like, mantra to go with it. Pretty much. It's, uh, I've had uh, several treat yourself sessions uh, since I discovered treat yourself. I think that, and while you were talking about that, I think that's one thing that I love about Parks and Rec is in those sad moments, almost every sad moment in Parks and Rec, it's other people are involved and they lift that person up, you yeah. know? And that's what they Very do with Ben. And sometimes it's like somebody they don't want to invite, like fucking Jerry or somebody. <laughs> and they still do it because they know that that's the right thing to do and it's like their team, you yeah. know? So Hey, Jerry dinner. <laughs> oh, you didn't do it along with me. I'm sorry. I'm oh. sorry. <laughs> You're supposed to say Jerry Dinner at a slightly higher pitch. Jerry Dinner. Jerry Dinner. <laughs> Fail. That episode. Poor Jerry. Yeah, and then they show up to finally get, or they get Jerry when they finally decide to bring him along and he's having a fucking party. And then he gets locked out of the party whenever he lets him in. <laughs> uh, yeah. Um, oh, uh, I, I I meant to tell you, or no, I, I didn't mean to tell I meant to tell you right now because I was saving it for the podcast. Um, when I was, uh, I, I wrote down a bunch of trivia, um, that I was looking up today. One of the trivia facts was, you know, how we were kind of talking about the reason why Jerry has such a hot wife mm-hmm. is be basically because he has a giant dick, yes. um, which was kind of the un- largest penis he's <laughs> ever seen. Yeah. It was unveiled in the, the episode where. And brings in the doctor from her hospital to check all the men mm-hmm. for uh, for mumps. Yeah, after the and, dick pics. Yeah, and he's he's like, I, I didn't even check to see if he has mumps. I just, <laughs> I was distracted by the largest penis <laughs> I've ever seen. So that was kind of our both of our, our theories on why he scored um, Gail uh-huh. is uh, because 
Um, he's got the giant, the biggest penis that anyone has ever seen. Uh, however, according to the people that wrote the show, uh, they felt so bad for giving him the shit end of the stick uh, every single episode. Like, he's just the butt of every single joke. He's the office scapegoat. They decided to give him the perfect home life. Mm. Uh, like the, the beautiful wife and three beautiful daughters and just everything's like picture perfect. Um, they felt so bad for, you know, doing all that to him. So they gave him the, the perfect home life. That's so um, Parks and Rec-esque. Exactly. I love that. It, which is another reason to love the show. I think the best, like, Jerry Byrne is when uh, they were on Entertainment Weekly, the cover. Uh-huh. And they put the Entertainment Weekly logo over his face. <laughs> <laughs> like a big group photo and he's in the background with his arms around everybody and his face is covered up by entertainment (laughs) i love it that's pretty great (laughs) poor jerry um what about the office i I know you said you're uh you haven't seen the office as much as you've seen parks and rec yeah do do you have a favorite office episode um i watched the office a lot i mean pretty obsessively um during college i had a roommate who loved it and Mm -hmm. she got me into it and i think it was kind of after michael left i just i kind of tapered off um but uh i would say that um the injury is one of my favorites i just watched that episode the (laughs) other day because Mainly because it has one of the funniest. I mean, the whole episode is hilarious. And for those of you who don't know Office episodes by their name, um, this is when Michael uh, burns his foot on the George Foreman Mm -hmm. because he likes to wake up to the smell of cooking bacon. And it's delicious. It's good for him. (laughs) And that's the the line that gets me like every time. He's like, "So sue me. It's delicious. It's good for me." It's a vitamin B. Like, it's it's bacon, you know? <laughs> and so, anyway, but I love when Dwight, he's trying to get Ryan to come. He's like, right. Ryan, come take me to work. Don't send Dwight. <laughs> Don't send Dwight. Dwight's like, I'm coming, Michael. Gets in his car, drives out of the parking lot. Crashes into the pole. Crashes into the pole, gets out disoriented, and <laughs> vomits all over the hood of his car. And that is one of my favorite moments in the office. It's <laughs> Funny great. moments. It's great. Uh, it, it's great because like you have to soak up that first <laughs> and second season humor because after the second season, once it gets into the a little bit into the third season, but mostly after the third season and, and beyond, um, the humor and tone kind of changes mm-hmm. a little bit. Um, it, it's um, it, it, it's much less awkward. It, it's kind of like the rest of it, 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 it. The rest of it is like just Parks and Rec in general, a little bit more upbeat. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, the the first the first season and the, the second painful. season, it's yeah, it's pretty painful to watch. Very cringeworthy. Yeah, I think too. Part of it is that you just develop a relationship with the characters. Yeah. So it's not. You know, you're watching them and you're just like, oh, God, that's awkward. Or this person, like, what's going on with that? You know, you don't, the storylines haven't developed. And I think by that time, you are fully invested, Mm -hmm. too. And so I think that even the sadder moments become so much more sad because they're your little office family. Yeah. You care about them. Yeah, Mm -hmm. you finally get uh, invested in Mm -hmm. all the characters. Yeah. Um, I think my favorite episode... Is uh, if you were to allow me to combine the wedding episodes because it is split into two episodes. Yes. Um, 
it would be the wedding episodes, uh, just them dancing to Chris Brown, like it's dancing so good. to the. I love that song. I'm not even gonna lie, I love that song. I fucking love it too. <laughs> you love some pop music like I do. I it's do. Kind of like we keep it on the I, down low, but we love it. No, I fucking like, <laughs> like I I blast like Katy Perry and oh, uh, I hear it and Carly Rae Jepsen. Mm-hmm. Uh, like it's the loudest. Uh, music that I play, I, I, maybe it's because like you can actually discern uh, the their their vocals mm-hmm. uh, out of the the rest of the music because uh, I listen to a lot of like hardcore and like punk and stuff, and so I, I think when when the music bleeds out of the headphones, it's a little less, uh, it's a little harder to discern what yeah. you're listening to. But when you're listening to Katy Perry and Carly Rae Jepsen, it's kind of hard to hide it. Yeah, um, it's also hard to be in a bad mood. It is. Um, they they just kind of do it for me. They, <laughs> they kind of put me in a good mood. Uh, um, so, yeah. But oh. the wedding episodes. Yeah, I was like, wait, what were we talking about? I saw your face. I was like, okay, I'm going to reel you back in, too. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so the wedding episodes. Um, I... Uh, the, <clears throat> that's probably my favorite. If you want to combine those into one episode, it's probably my favorite. Um, just overall, like because the payoff for their wedding was was mm-hmm. so great. Like um, the distance between uh, Ben and Leslie finally getting together and then getting married um, was much shorter than Pam and Jim oh, finally yeah. getting together. And plus, they they spent a full three seasons. Um, being separated whereas i don't think leslie and ben spent three no. seasons separated i think it only might have been one season well, maybe a season and a half jim and pam went through a lot more too mm-hmm. i think with ben and leslie like they're both successful driven people right and um they both love their work and that was what was holding them back right. you know and um but with jim and pam i mean it was themselves it was pam's horrible relationship with what's his fucking face roy roy <laughs> a fucking tool bag <laughs> it you know it was them both pursuing different dreams that they had and or not pursuing them it was just you know they went through a lot more yeah for sure yeah um so yeah uh, that's that's my favorite um yeah, I guess we can touch on another topic now. <laughs> well, we were kind of talking about Jim and Pam and Leslie and Ben. Yeah. I mean, we could talk about that if you want. Sure. Or what do you want to talk about? Um, let's see. Did I have something like that on here? Yeah, you did the on-screen relationships. Oh, yeah. Uh, like the first topic that I had on the list. which <laughs> You had... know, the first one that you right. shared with me. <laughs> uh, yeah, the the better, uh, which which was the better on-screen romance. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and of course, we th- there's no way we can be objective about this. It's totally a, a subjective choice. Um, for me personally, it's it's really hard. Like it, it's it's very difficult. But see, even now I'm trying to decide. Because, <laughs> you don't have to decide. Yeah, I mean they, they they're both very good. Uh, like we just discussed, I think the payoff for Jim and Pam mm-hmm. was a little bit better because we had that that tension and build up to, you know, them finally getting married. So when they got married, like every time I watch the wedding episode, I'm like, oh, good. like I'm a fucking mess. Oh yeah. Um, so 
especially if I'm like watching the the, the seasons uh, leading up to it, and not just that episode. I could just watch that episode and yeah. just have a good cry. <clears throat> I the this is kind of off the this topic, but Kevin at the very end <laughs> when he's like walking in his uh his tissue box shoes, yeah, and he's <laughs> oh. like. I got six phone numbers. One more, and it would have been a full phone number. <laughs> oh, Kevin. He's such a fucking idiot. Um, I have to share this, and then we can get back on our topic. Yeah. Um, but, so, okay. Obviously, when he spills his chili. I was just. That's hilarious. That. It is, like, one of the funniest scenes in The Office, period. Um, so I had a similar situation like that happen at a job where someone was trying to change the like Culligan water, uh, big giant jug right. that is however many gallons I have. Like, I don't know. I mean, it's like six or seven gallons. Yeah. It's yeah. a lot. Yeah. So they fucked it up and they spilled all of the water on the floor and they like kind of, all of it, the whole thing? it was like the whole thing. They, yeah, it was, wow. yeah, and, uh, yeah, I just, it just reminded me of Kevin and the chili, and it was like, they almost had a panic moment where they were like, oh, like, trying to stop, like, what do I do? Like, he takes the clipboard and tries to, like, get the chili back in the I think, pot. I think one of the things that makes that so funny, such a great cold open to that episode, was his voiceover, because um, like, you, you see him, like, slipping in the chili and shit, and, like, he's talking about how great the chili is in the voiceover. He's like, I like to undercook the onions so that everything gets to know each other in the pot while it cooks. <laughs> and he's just, like, slipping in the chili. I saw a meme today, and it was when Kevin's talking about tacos, and he's like, I get so excited about tacos that I, I crush them. It's like, I can't eat them because I get so excited and I crush them. <laughs> I've, uh, I can relate to Kevin on like a spiritual level because like in all fairness, I should look like Kevin with all the junk food that I eat. Like I should look like Kevin. You but have a good head of hair. You have some nice hair. So what that's that your happen? other. Was... Well, he, Kevin is oh, okay. bald. Yeah. I was just giving you a non-Kevin, uh, okay. you know, Yeah, that boost. makes sense. Sorry, that just... <laughs> You're like, what the fuck does that have to do with what I'm saying right now? It's it's all right. I'm, I'm just slow. That's that's what it boils down to. Which is relatable to Kevin, too. Yeah. Uh, so what... Uh, do, you, do you favor uh, Leslie and Ben, uh, their relationship um, over Pam and Jim? I mean, uh, I think that... Pam and Jim, like you said, it's so much more satisfying. They went through so much more. Jim is just so romantic. Mm -hmm. I mean, just some of the things that he did throughout the season, uh, all the seasons, were just, I mean, it's like, I I mean, who does that, you know? Um, There are parts of Ben and Leslie that I like more, like I said, because, you know, they both really care about their jobs and... Um, they love their work and I really feel like they lift each other up Mm -hmm. and you know Jim and Pam do that too but I just think that there was such a focus on Ben and Leslie's careers and I always you know I felt like Ben really kind of like gave Leslie the spotlight Mm -hmm. in so many ways and 
Um, I just think that there's a lot of like female empowerment throughout Parks and Rec. It's what yeah, Leslie's I, about, I, I and had I like that. that. Down, um, yeah, as, as kind of a, a talking point. You know, um, I and, bring it up. Yeah, and, and <laughs> it, well, I mean, like I added it, but I knew that it was kind of already added to our talking points. Yeah. Was the fact that we were uh, we were going to mention um, how it's the 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 show, the overarching theme or one of the many yeah is uh you could say feminism basically oh yeah um, definitely well parks and rec yeah. the office they there are a lot of just like standard gender roles going on in the right. office but yeah parks and rec i mean i i've that's one thing i really loved about it and like i said i was thinking about it i cannot think of the name of her group i want to say it's like amy it's like amy polar's smart girls or something like that but mm-hmm. i think that she really lives it's not that the pony in... goddesses it's not i wish uh, it was um, i wish i could be a pony goddess i have a pony ranger badge and i told you i left it at home i wanted to wear it i know i need a pony goddess one that would be even better but um you should make one i should um out of felt like in true Leslie Note fashion. And yeah. then I'll make like a binder on how I did it. And it'll be like a hundred pages. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, I, I really love that. I mean, me and my group of girlfriends, we have a Galentine's day every year and we make waffle. I make waffles yeah. and we drink mimosas. And this past one, we actually kind of put together sort of an action plan for ourselves. And we talked about, you know, issues in our community and in the country right now. And, um, I, and that's not just because of Leslie Nope, but she is just kind of like a guiding force in our lives. You know, right. I have a little printout at my desk and it says, be I the Leslie it. Nope of everything you do. And I see it. Yeah, yeah, I truly believe that she's awesome. She is, uh, she is quite a role model. Um, uh, that's, that's the one thing like the office, uh, doesn't, uh, I mean, you could role model after a couple of the characters if you wanted to, but uh, I don't think it has a role model quite as strong as Leslie Nope. And you could mm-hmm. even make the uh, um, make an argument for Ron as a role model. Oh, definitely. Um, even though he's, you know, his his kind of outlook is it's not necessarily dim, but it's anti-government, mm-hmm. and it you know it's kind of the yin and yang to to you know leslie's point of view but i definitely think that um you know you could see him as oh yeah i think all of them and you know tom ends up writing the book in the end where he don't be a jerry yeah don't be a jerry and then ben takes it and he's a tom and he's like i need to rewrite this (laughs) (laughs) but you know i think that you can see a little bit of yourself in all the characters both shows um, but I think that when people, when people compare themselves to people in the office, it's usually not a positive mm-hmm. thing. Like you were just talking about Kevin. Yeah. You're like, I should look like Kevin. Like, it's not that positive, you know, but I think in Parks and Rec, you can say some positive things about the characters and, right. you know, relate to them in that way. Yeah, absolutely. So. Uh, the, uh, Another topic that I had down was uh, which had the better quotes or is more quotable. Um, do you do you want to take the reins on this? Or? Um, <clears throat> I was thinking about this. I think Parks and Rec is like a little bit more like real life 
kind of you can like Ron is so insightful mm-hmm. and there are lots of um you know positive kind of quotes that you can pull from it that are you know I those are the ones I print out and put at my desk yeah. you know but I think the office is it's like when you can quote the office with people who know about the office same thing with Parks and Rec but especially the office right. um it's like you're part of this little com- community yeah. kind of and you can find some like-minded individuals when you quote that you know yeah yeah i i also think that this is um kind of subjective <coughs> it's it's funny that i wrote like you know which had the better on-screen romance and which has the better which I has you the said best this quotes. wasn't gonna be a cage match <laughs> right it's I turning mean, into a cage match <laughs> sorry it's okay Battle Royale. <laughs> <laughs> Bring out the chairs and the ladders. Right. Yeah. Uh, wrestling. Eleven <laughs> wrestling tickets. Um, I uh, I kind of agree with that. Like uh, the you uh, the them kind of being on two different levels. Um, you you kind of have to treat them differently. Like Parks and Rec, uh, the, their quotes are definitely more uplifting, more insightful. Um, and we're going to talk a little bit about, uh, cause you, you brought up this today. Um, the, the difference between the two mm-hmm. shows, the, the, the feel of the show. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm going to let you go into it later on. Um, cause you put it much more eloquently <laughs> than you. I could, <laughs> I could ever do. <clears throat> but yeah, I, if I had to choose one over the other, I don't know. It, it, it would be hard. Um, I, I'd probably go with Parks and Rec uh, just because they the, the quotes do tend to be a little bit more insightful and motivational. If I'm going for humor, um, definitely The Office. Oh, yeah. Because, uh, I mean, just Michael Scott's quotes alone. Like like how he mispronounces words mm-hmm. um, <laughs> makes makes part uh, uh, that's part of why they're so funny, and um, you know uh, Dwight's quotes um, they're pretty fucking hilarious too. Um, but yeah, that's that's kind of where I stand on the two. I feel like we, I feel like you feel like you have to make a choice. <laughs> I I mean I know I don't have to, but. Like I, I feel like maybe I do because I, I put I put down which has the Versus. better <laughs> Right. Um I, I'm just an idiot. That's basically hey, what it boils down don't to. Don't say that. Um We can love them both equally. Yeah. You know I love Parson Rock more now, <laughs> I feel like. The office will always have a special place in my heart, but I just You can relate more to Parks I can. and Rec. That's cool. Yeah. Um one thing we can quickly talk about is changes in physical appearance. Um, uh, alongside with that, the production value mm-hmm. of uh, both shows. Definitely The Office. The The production value for Parks and Rec changed maybe a little bit. But for the most part, in The Office, like the... Uh, the tones were so monochromatic in mm-hmm. the first two seasons, like just a lot of grays and it, the, the overall quality was just very dull. There wasn't a lot of high, <clears throat> high contrast, mm-hmm. um, but you skip to like season three and especially season four and five and six and uh, so forth. 
like you get a lot of higher contrast, uh, better resolution because that's kind of when HD started coming along and mm-hmm. being more commonplace. Um, but yeah, the, those first couple of seasons, like the, the overall look was a little dull. Same um, for the characters. Their hair was awful. Right. Everyone's hair was terrible. But and when you... Pam in particular. Pam's that, that was frizzy, terrible. Frizzy mess. And same... Jim. Jim had like basically a bowl cut. And it was part, pretty damn terrible. And I know we've talked about this before, but... Um, you know, it was it on purpose? Was it part of character development? Were they, you know, did they? You know, I'd like, I'd like to think so. Yeah, um, I, I, it would make sense because you know he does eventually get like a, a nicer haircut. So does Pam. Yeah, and even well, I think that in the beginning they were going for like a very dramatic look. You know, like. Dwight kind of stayed the same, but it was even more, like, slick to his forehead, his mm-hmm. hair, you know. And then Michael had, like, basically hair plugs. And right. so I do think that they wanted to, like, reinforce that, you know, those characteristics of, yeah. of them. But, um, but yeah, that I would love to see an interview with the creators to see how much of it was on purpose. And then how much of it was, I mean, it's a show that spanned years and things change even just in what people just in society right you know i love to own the dvds it's like it's one of the downfalls of uh, having them on netflix Mm -hmm. is that if they weren't on netflix i definitely own both of these shows like all the seasons on dvd um do you have any of them uh i don't think i have any of them i have the first four seasons of the office and it says um they're in like a box set and it's dvds i got them at mckay's for pretty cheap and uh it says the deluxe package and then it says that's what she said (laughs) (laughs) pretty sure it's the deluxe package that's awesome like i don't need to own these but that makes it so much better yeah so yeah um that was uh that was kind of an interesting thing that um you know uh, I both of us noticed um, like Donna's hair. Oh was, yeah. <clears throat> uh, I mean, it's obviously kind of a wig. Who knows? Uh, her hair was always a wig. Remember? Oh, the bloopers. There's yeah, a blooper where she takes her wig off and yeah, puts it in the, the time capsule. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that was pretty damn hilarious. Yeah. If, if you uh, listeners, if you didn't know um, uh, that the bloopers, one, they're awesome. Cause they're all fucking hilarious, uh, but they're all available on YouTube. Like they have like compilations, like best of mm-hmm. bloopers. And then they have like all the seasons bloopers on YouTube. And they have like best Chris Pratt bloopers and they're right. in really good. Cause his are the funniest. Yeah. Like when he throws <laughs> the, the suitcase and he the like briefcase. breaks the light switch. <laughs> and Chris Traeger's like, that is fucking hilarious. Yeah. He's like, I don't think we can, I don't think props is going to be able to fix that. <laughs> Um, oh, what I had something. Oh, um, I think too that you know, the office, it wasn't such a stark change in people's appearance. Um, I think that it happened gradually over yes. time. But Parks and Rec, I really think after the first season, they honed in on what they wanted. Um, and I think that it was, um, to not be like the office. Yeah. You know, I think that it was, um, and, you know, I think that I've heard from so many people 
they were like, it took me a while to get into Parks and Rec because I just felt like it was an office ripoff. Mm -hmm. And it felt like that a little bit in the beginning. There were a lot of similar dynamics. Even Leslie Nope seemed a little oblivious to what everybody else thought about her in a very Michael Scott sort of way. Um, And I think that once they kind of got out of that idea um, of really making it more like a documentary, um, Mm -hmm. like The Office is, um, all the characters changed. The way that they even filmed a little bit changed. Um, It was uh, just took on a new life, but I think it made it what it is. Yeah, for sure. I... I totally agree with all that. Very well put. And I know that that was something else we were going to talk about was the fourth wall, you yeah. know. Um, and I feel like the office had a lot more of the uh, the cuts to like the interviews, mm-hmm. like with the individual characters. I feel like the office had a lot more of those than um, Parks and Rec did. So. Yeah, I think that there were less uh, kind of prompted questions mm-hmm. in Parks and Rec. It was more like they were just telling you. Yeah. Like they saw you and they were like, here's what's going on in my life. Yeah. You know? It so. also felt like there was a lot less like awkward looking at the camera. Like mm-hmm. like how Jim would look at the camera a lot and the other characters in the office. I feel like that was done a little bit less in Parks and Rec. Mm-hmm. Um, I did, when I was doing uh, the trivia research earlier today, I did, uh, um, I saw a, a couple things about how uh, you were just talking about how uh, a lot of people didn't like the, like Parks and Rec right off the bat because it seemed like an office ripoff. Um, apparently it was supposed to be an office spinoff. Mm. Um, like right off the bat, it was, I don't know how they were going to tie it in, but, um, they, uh, they ended up, um, rewriting it as not an office spinoff. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I can't remember exactly why I think they just decided to make it its own thing, but, uh, that's, I, I think that's kind of how it ended up being like, it was kind of like an office spinoff. Mm-hmm. Um, they, they kind of adopted the same things like the the breaking the fourth wall and um you know shit like that yeah so i mean i think that well and i know you know you and i have talked about this previously but um really the office i mean they definitely reinforced that but you definitely kind of forgot that the film crew was there Mm -hmm. you know but then whenever they did kind of introduce them into a scene um, which really the most memorable one is when Michael is leaving. He thought Pam would be back already, but he didn't tell anybody he was leaving. Right. She's going and seeing a movie and shit. And he, I was like, Pam, what are you doing? Yeah, Michael's oh my leaving. God, I know. It was so stressful. So stressful. There are lots of moments like that in the office, I feel like. And, yeah. um, but then she goes to the airport and she has to rip off her mic and then you don't hear what happens, but it's so touching. And right. I'm, I always cry. That that was pretty perfect. Um, how they how they did that. Like you couldn't. Like I always like wanted to know what what they said to each other. Mm-hmm. What what she said to him. Um, but I thought it was pretty perfect because when you think about um, the all the different characters and their relationship with Michael, Pam was really the, the one who had the most intimate relationship oh, with yeah. Michael. Uh, that was non sexual. Mm-hmm. Um, because she was the receptionist for so long so she you know worked the closest with michael yeah um her so, relationship with him was probably more intimate than some of his sexual ones though probably like jan yeah <laughs> she was she was kind of like his uh non 
loving version of Leslie. Yeah. Like what what Leslie is to Ron. Well, and Pam is just such a loving. I mean, she's always. She does have a little bit of Leslie to her in that she, mm-hmm. um, you know, she sees something going down in the office that's either not right or someone is, um, you know, hurting for whatever reason or being left out. I think that Pam is all about being inclusive and that just kind of follows throughout the entire office, you know. Right. And Jim is on is on board, too. You know, they're kind of like the voice of reason and just like a comforting presence. Yeah. You know, with most of the characters, I think. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, for sure. Um, let's talk about some long running jokes um, in both of these series. Um, start with Parks and Rec. Um, of course, there, there's not a whole lot of long running jokes. I mean, there's, you know, there, there's the, the same kind of joke rewrapped a bunch of times. But um, the, and then there's like kind of long running jokes that that kind of have that long running joke format. Um, my personal favorite is the the jokes between Ben and Little Sebastian. Yes, um, <laughs> he how, just doesn't get it. How, I don't get it. It's kind of a small horse. <laughs> oh baby, were you just winning? Yeah, I heard it. He just looks at the camera. He just shakes his head. He's like, God damn it. I feel like Ben and April have the most moments with the camera because they're so, like, irritated by everyone. Yeah, for sure. (laughs) And he is most irritated about little Sebastian. I would love a Ben and um, April spinoff show. I think they would make a great spinoff show. Well, when they were in D.C. together, or where were they? D.C.? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, they were such a good little team, uh-huh. and they, you know, they're so different. Yeah. But, um, but yeah, I think April always kind of looked up to Ben, you know, in a lot of ways. And right. She would uh, never let anyone know. Uh, no. <laughs> but which, of course, is her personality. Um, do did you have a fun uh, favorite long running joke uh, for Parks and Rec? I know we we talked a little bit about Jerry and his hot oh, wife. Oh yeah, Jerry and the hot wife, and then just how they are so mean to him all the time. Right. Um, uh, I love how like he they're so mean to him, but it never phases him. Like I there's know. maybe one or two times where he looks genuinely sad because they made fun of him, but like they're like Jerry, get the hell out of here, and he's like, okay, guys. Yeah. No, he really is, and he also, I mean. He, he it's almost like he's just appreciative that they're even acknowledging right. him mm-hmm. you know poor jerry but then again the reason why he's so upbeat all the time and he's able to take all that crap is because he's got a fucking smoking hot wife yeah and the largest penis ever yeah make a manatee <laughs> blush it's making me blush right now okay. um yeah i don't know with parks and rec uh i feel like a lot of the jo- i mean there's like jokes that go on with characters because of the characters that they are. Mm-hmm. Um, one of my favorites and Craig, Billy Eigner's character, right. when he starts to get a handle on his anger and he has those lists that he reads out <laughs> to himself and it will be like random things yeah. of like fashion and Exposed pop culture brick. and like, yeah, interior decorating and right. whatever else. I love those. And yeah. it carries on for lots of episodes. And then there's one point where he's like, I'm almost out of things. And yeah. He's so distraught about it. <laughs> I love that. <laughs> it's uh, I love his, um, when he goes off about, um, 
finding artist for um, the the Unity concert, mm-hmm. and he's like, someone described themselves as Jackson, Jackson Pollard-esque. Oh my god. Someone described <laughs> themselves as Jackson... Ja- Holy shit, I can't fucking... You can Jackson do it! Pollock-esque. <laughs> and I said, that's finger painting for adults, and I hate it! <laughs> oh god, this is I why love I, him. This is why I could never be an actor, because it would take me like 50 takes to get my well, lines. What was... What was Amy Poehler's production co- paper? Amy Poehler's paper kite productions. Something like that. Yeah, I practiced it a couple of times before yeah, I said it. It's so a, it's, it's a okay. Twister. <laughs> um, I think The Office honestly has some better, yeah, long uh, running jokes. Yeah, the uh, The Office had um a couple ones with Toby. Uh, I mean, Toby is in, in kind of in a way. Uh, the office's version of Jerry. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, they, they give him crap uh, a little bit differently than Jerry. Like in uh, Parks and Rec, everyone is on board with giving crap uh, to Jerry except mm-hmm. for Ben, um, which loves Jerry. Yeah. Um, but in the office, really not everyone is on board with giving uh, Toby as much crap Mostly as Michael, Michael is. Yeah. Like just, and it's kind of, inexplicable why he hates him so much which is uh just like the reason why everyone gives jerry crap um no one knows yeah like, no one really knows why he he treats toby i mean like you could draw up a few yeah. theories um like just i mean because michael's he said like he's just so blah like, well he like kills the fun like right. that's michael's thing is like you're hr and you're my enemy because i am an hr fucking nightmare you know, and he Why knows are you it. the way that you are? Exactly. Every time. What gives you the right? <laughs> what What gives you the right? <laughs> that... who, who do you, who do you think you are? Uh, I'm Toby. That's, <laughs> that's right. What, what gives, what gives you the right? Uh, I brought the binder in. We have questions. In there. And then he brings that binder up to his face. He's like, I will kill you. <laughs> that's on that is one of my favorite episodes because he is um meeting holly Uh and that's exciting um and that is on that is one of my favorite episodes i think i like it better than the injury now that i'm talking about it Uh that is a well-written episode in the fact that it ties everything together so nicely Mm -hmm. you've got michael remembering that his grandmother has been giving him extra money for like months and right. months and he pays for Toby's going away party. And then he, Holly comes in, we he's can't smitten. For, we can't forget how fucking heartbreaking it is at the end. Oh yeah, definitely. When, when Jim wanted to propose to Pam and Andy, and Andy beat him to it with uh, Angela. With, with Angela. <laughs> <laughs> I'm glad we both had the same reaction. Uh, yeah. That but, was... and then they have the interview and He's going to give them the, him the box. Does right. it have poop in it? No, it has a rock. A rock. Okay. He, he says, like, like is there suck a turn in there? Yes. Like a sticky note. And it says, then like, he suck on this. he puts his watch in there. And as Toby's leaving at 5 o'clock, the alarm goes off. And it's because <laughs> Michael said it he to has, celebrate. He, he calls up security to escort him out. He's like, so just in case you necessary. steal anything. But, um, and and then, oh, and Holly thinks that um, Kevin has special st- needs. Oh my gosh! And he's like, I can, yes, I can drive. And she's yeah, like, you drive like, a car? <laughs> yeah. Do you have a car too? M and M's are my favorite candy. Uh, that is just one of the best episodes. But you, 
you might be able to make a case for the fact that it's that was sort of a long running joke because it carried into the very next season because that was the the season finale for what like season four or five yeah I think so. um and then in the very next um the the next episode uh it might have been the first or second episode um where she uh like Angela is yelling at Kevin and she's like no you do not yell yeah. at him oh yeah it keeps going <laughs> she goes no she, he's stupid and, and she goes he is not stupid he is mentally retarded and Kevin goes wait you think I'm retarded <laughs> Oh, no. Yeah, that's a good one. Yeah. Oh, well, and Michael's rendition of that song, I don't even know what the real words are because I always sing it as, Goodbye, Toby. It's been nice. (laughs) Toby! 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 Toby's moving away. See ya. Yeah, it was pretty great. But yeah, um, uh, there was, uh, there's that, and then there's, um, what else? Uh, just uh, Jim, Jim pranking Dwight. Oh yeah, like that was kind of a, a an ongoing joke. Um, just the the different pranks that he would pull. Chris told me that there is I don't know if it's an article or if it was like a YouTube video where they're going through all of the pranks. Uh-huh. Um, but somebody totaled up how much it would have yeah, cost. Yeah, you, it was like one hundred eighty thousand dollars. Yeah, I downloaded or the Excel oh doc. Did like, you? Yeah. You nerd! I yeah, love I mean, it. I'm like, uh, <laughs> and like, I was expecting something like it, like it was just very funny to just download an Excel doc that someone created. It was like so many packets of jello. And (laughs) like, it's just amazing how, how these people have free time like this to, uh, or maybe they just made time for it. Maybe they work for uh, a geek podcast and they got paid to do it. That, that could be true. (laughs) That would be awesome to get on that next level shit. Of being paid to do this, that would be paid to amazing. make Excel docs of. Yeah, I mean, I'd totally cranks. do it if someone wanted to throw me like ten dollars. I'd make an Excel doc. Ten dollars? Yeah. Well, I guess that's like ten dollars to just watch the office all over again and take notes. Pretty much, a little yeah. bit of research. Yeah. Um. So yeah, we can move on to a, a, another one. Um. Let's see. Did you have any characters that um, you thought about might uh, make like a good crossover, um, like or, like crossed over, like um, not like necessarily a new show, but which characters mm-hmm. would like get along with each other? Yeah. Um, well, I think that I think Michael and Ron would have like this mutual respect. I think that Michael would maybe be threatened by Ron, most likely. But if he did, if he wasn't. Um, I think that I kind of have this scene in my head where, you know, Michael would call one of his ridiculous meetings Mm -hmm. and, you know, Ron would just kind of like look at his watch, sit down at the table, look at the camera, just like, yeah, let's waste some government time and money. Yeah. He'd be back there with Stanley. Like they'd be like trading crossword puzzle books. They could actually be friends, but I think that, um, I think that Ron would appreciate Michael's style. Because he's because into he wa- time. Yeah, because he's into <laughs> wasting uh, company time. Yes. Yeah. Um, now imagine, imagine Michael being in the position of Leslie, like like having her position and like constantly fucking shit up. Like he would, 
Ron would have a field day. I think that they would have the the funniest interactions because they would be um, Leslie would be so just not about Michael Scott. You know, like she would be so disgusted with him and he would be hitting on her nonstop. Probably. He would be in love with her. And yeah. I mean, she's got a Holly vibe. Yeah. You know, he would be all about it. Mm-hmm. I hadn't thought about this until now, but um, I think that April and um, Stanley would like each other. Yeah. I think that they would have a mutual respect. And then I also think that um, that April would get a kick out of Meredith. April, we kick out of Meredith. Uh, yeah. Like, because April always has, like, a weird fascination with, like, horrible Joan? women. Yeah. Yeah, Joan Calamezzo. Yeah, she's, like, she's my long-lost, cold, distant mother. Right. You know, like, she would be about some Meredith. Yeah. That's true. <laughs> I, uh, I thought uh, this maybe would work, maybe not. Um, Dwight and Ben, um... They would nerd out together. Yeah, they they would definitely nerd out. I don't know if they would be, like, just consistent friends, Mm -hmm. but they would definitely, like, uh, because, you know, Dwight, he's all about, like, Battlestar Galactica and, like, playing video games and stuff and Lord of the Rings, um, even though, according to Ben's character, he says he's not a fan of, he's... I'm not a fan of uh, Peter Jackson's interpretation, so you can go ahead and put that one to bed. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think that they would relate because I think Ben catches a lot of shit. He does. So yeah. I think that especially from Tom. he would have an ally, you know? Yeah, yeah, for sure. Um, yeah, that's uh, those are the only ones that I could really think of. Um, maybe Toby and Jerry, just because mm-hmm. they're kind of the outcasts. Yeah. I feel like... They could, like, sit back in the annex together and not say anything all day and be totally cool with it. Yeah. Or just do, like, mundane tasks because Jerry loves that shit. Right. (laughs) Stuffing envelopes. Yeah, the wrong way, and then I'll just do them over. (laughs) Well, it's like I always say. It's not government work if you don't do it twice. (laughs) And Donna will just sip coffee and watch. (laughs) I got a date with a hot fireman. (laughs) Calls him back. (laughs) Actually, I'm sorry, Marcus, I can't come. Something very fascinating has happened. <laughs> uh, let's see. Yeah, so we kind of talked a, a little bit um, uh, briefly about how The Office was um, maybe came off as a little bit more like deep or emotional, um, a little bit more existential than mm-hmm. Parks and Rec was. Um, <clears throat> like one of my, uh, like there was, uh, I mean, both had very much had like life lessons to them but um there was a lot of stuff in the office that like personally resonated with me like we were kind of talking about this earlier today like when uh um when jan came to have um like ladies day or whatever it was Mm -hmm. it was like in the second uh season and uh she tells pam that there's a a company uh funded um, college program that she could go and do graphic design and Pam, Pam's like making up excuses not to do it and because she knows in the back of her head that Roy's gonna like say no and say mm-hmm. that it's like stupid because he doesn't under, understand fucking Roy like, yeah fucking Roy he's Fuck, fucking horrible fucking dickhead <laughs> <laughs> um, he, he's pretty much the worst he was there just so it could be an obstacle he got for, tased right uh yeah by, yeah um dwight yeah but was was it tay uh no it was mace oh it was mace yeah yes. and and everyone because i was like i got it mixed up with my other common 
like weapon I carry around in my purse. Mace, taser, <laughs> same. Can you imagine like a mace taser combo? Uh, I can make that happen. Can you? Do you want me to try it out? Is on it kind of like a Zippo lighter uh, duct tape Ooh. to my? Uh, I didn't uh, even think spray. about it catching on fire. I don't think that that's a thing, but I. Yeah, is is mace? Uh, is it flammable? It look it, it looks like it would be flammable. What if it is? I'm, I wonder if they did like a MythBusters episode. I don't. I mean, we can try it. I have both in my purse. Okay, <laughs> cool. we'll try that after. <laughs> um. Anyways, what were we talking about? Sorry, we were talking about deep as existential shit, and yeah. I and we got off yeah. topic. It with, was Roy. It was Roy's fault. Yeah. Um. But yeah. Uh. What. Uh, you know, she's making up excuses not to do it because she knows in the back of her head that uh, she, uh, you know, there there's going to be roadblocks. And um, she, uh, uh, Jan just straight up says to her, you know, there's always a million reasons not to do something. And that always resonated with me because, you know, when I was like trying to go back to school, um, me, my, you know, in, in my own life, I, I was like always making up excuses and um, when when I saw that, I was like, "Fuck, that hits close to home." <laughs> so uh, yeah, it, it you know just uh, little things like that. I mean, there's a million more yeah um, examples like that. I think with Pam, I mean, there was definitely and all, all of the characters for that matter in the office, and this kind of ties into um, you know some of those overarching themes, um, but you know, Mm self-worth, you know, like Jim being worthy of Pam's love, right? you know, and him, uh, you know, being worthy of stepping up and saying, you know, his letting her know his feelings for him, um, for her. And, you know, same thing with Pam, especially just, you know, she got so much more confident. She figured out kind of what she wanted to do with her life and, um, really started standing up for herself. Yeah. And I think you see that with a lot of the characters. Yeah. Um, that's, I think that's one of the things that the office really nailed. Um, especially since they had nine seasons to, to do it with is that they had really strong, um, character development Mm -hmm. um, and transformations along the way is that you see both Jim and Pam, um, especially Pam, um, start out as, uh, very, I I don't want to say weak, but, just uh, um, I don't know what's the, what's the word I'm looking for. They're just not, not confident. Yeah, they're uh, not confident. Yeah, it's but like I said, especially Pam. You know, she um, she knows that she deserves much more than Roy. But uh, I mean, I'm sure a lot of people can relate to being in a relationship that you sunk so much time into mm-hmm. that you'd much rather continue down that road than have to start all over again. Yeah. And uh, that's uh, just another thing that the show does right is nailing real life relationships um, on screen. Um, I mean, a lot of like so many people can relate to the um, the relationship issues that um, you know, some of the characters had to go through, mm-hmm. um, especially like Michael, like um, having such a hard time finding love. Yeah. Um, well, and kind of just having to like get over himself a little bit, you yeah. know, and like self-worth for him too. Yeah. I mean, Michael alludes to like a pretty rough past a, a few times, you yeah. know, like a rough childhood. I think he had like a, I might just be like 
it's not gonna make this up right now but i'm pretty sure he had a stepdad that was not very nice to him uh that sounds familiar oh it's when toby yeah kind of tricks him into do because he has to do some kind of like counseling yeah with he has him. to do the like the anger management or something yeah like that. and he has to yeah because he oh because he uh hit his nephew yeah he spanked his nephew <laughs> yeah, in front of everyone you cannot do things like this luke yes so but yeah that's i mean i think michael is just such a tragic character yeah this is this uh, we're uh, kind of slowly um trans uh, transitioning into um what i i was alluding to earlier uh the the topic that mm-hmm. you came up with which was um kind of ongoing themes for both shows um and for the office you said um an ongoing theme was like finding happiness in what you have um and uh um while the Parks and Rec, it's more finding happiness without limits, sort of, right. you know, and it can be outside of what you have because you can always reach for more, yeah. you know, because I think I think in the office there is, um, you know, it's people, they're stuck in an office job. Um, they go about their day. There's so many daily routines. They really focus on that, like, office mm-hmm. life, yeah. you know, and when you've worked in an office, you're like, yeah, that's how it is, you yeah. know, and I think for so many of the characters, they start as these these people working at a paper company um and they find happiness in the little things every day you know with each other um with their uh situations you know they have little fun things that they do in the office office olympics they have little competitions they have little dance parties they like do these things that make life worth living in an office you know and i think that you know while parks and rec they it's really people trying to figure out what's going to make them happy mm -hmm. and it's not about they don't you know they're comfortable but they want more right and there's an inherent kind of cynicism with the office because of the environment that they're in scranton pennsylvania it's always just kind of like you know dreary it's just dreary it's got a dreary vibe a darker vibe and um, but then light shines through. And I think with Parks and Rec, Leslie just is a beacon of light right. and energy. And she just, you know, emits that all the time. And it's infectious. And right. it carries on to everyone. And she she and Ron both have such an impact on everyone to pursue their dreams and each other. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, that's, uh, like I said, I, I wanted to let you explain that. <laughs> um, that's, you know, that... Uh, for you listeners that's the the biggest thing that um uh that katie had to um really uh, contribute i don't want to make that sound like she didn't contribute anything else uh, which is not yeah, true yeah. um but like she came uh came to me earlier today with that and my eyes were just like holy shit like i didn't even <laughs> fucking think about this and, and i have to give partial credit to my boyfriend because he brought up the happiness part with parks and rec and then i've just been pondering mm-hmm. you know i've been thinking about it a lot leading up to tonight but i just kept thinking about that and making that comparison with the office and i think that the last episodes of each are a perfect example of those two themes mm-hmm. because the office you know, they're reflecting on how the documentary affected their lives and the happiness that it brought them and the positive change that they saw in themselves and with each other. And 
you know, how they became a community, even if some of them have moved on and they're doing other things. Right. Um, and then, you know, in Parks and Rec, they, so in the office, they're really looking to the past, but in Parks and Rec, they're, they actually fast forward to the future <laughs> and they show where everyone is now and then they bring them all together again, yeah. you know? And uh, I just think that it's a good way to wrap it up because you're still, it's still those same people that you love and you it just solidifies the people that they became and the impact that they had on each other and the impact that they had on you it's just this wonderful time of reflection of like these people that you've become so close with and i feel like we should take uh take a second to really say thank you to both of those shows for really nailing the uh the the series finales because um Doing a, a series finale for um, any show is extremely difficult, um, mainly a long-running show. Mm-hmm. Like, The Office was nine um, seasons. Uh, Parks and Rec was, what, like seven or eight? Uh, I, I think, think it, was it was seven. I think it was seven. Maybe it was eight. I, I think it might have been eight because it, that I think that eighth only had, like, eight episodes. Mm-hmm. Um but either way, they. Um, I mean, I think you're in agreement. They they just um, did such a great job, definitely, of, uh, of wrapping up. And for basically all the reasons that you just said, uh, was that the office, um, you know, is all about um, kind of finding finding the the silver lining yeah of you know working this menial job as jim puts it you know i i work at a paper supply company Mm -hmm. Um, my job is to sell paper uh you know that's basically the one of the most boring things you can think of um but you know it's fucking where he met his wife um you know and they got married and they had kids Mm -hmm. uh you know it's where he met all these other you know seemingly boring but also amazing people yeah i mean they basically just like they kind of became a family to us Uh they were a family to each other right and i think that that's another thing you know with with more dramatic series they can take a series finale and make it a piece of art it can end with nothing it can cut to black it can be not what you wanted and they don't care because they're not going for that but Mm -hmm. I think with these series you are just as much a character as the viewer as the people who are that you're watching okay you know I just think that you are so because they're speaking to you Mm -hmm. that's how they chose to film the show and I just think that you become so much a part of it that it would have been it would have been really disappointing if it wasn't Mm -hmm. if they didn't nail it Katie getting fucking deep over here I just I love it so deep that's what she said that's what she said yeah you already did me that's what she said (laughs) uh so yeah that's um uh that was all extremely good shit um do uh did you do any research on like parks and rec or office like trivia not like trivia questions but yeah so i watched did you did you see Sorry, go ahead. Oh, well, I was going to say, I watched this thing. And it was one of those, you know, those videos that are like 20 things you need to know. And then it's like, I, I, and it I, reads I, through them really fast. I, I went uh, I, I went down the rabbit hole yesterday and I, and I stopped when I reached like Breaking Bad. 
Like, oh yeah, I I got to Breaking Bad and I was like, ooh, break like fifty things you didn't know about Breaking I Bad. Think I got sucked into that the other day too. Yeah, and I was like, these are all really good. I yeah. know that we're not t- talking about Breaking Bad today, but well, um, there was one. And I loved it, and I was like, ooh, I want to talk about this uh-huh. whenever you approached me about doing this, because I just thought it was the coolest thing ever. And then I found out it wasn't true. It was that the theme song, there was, like, a, a thing that said that they put out this, like, contest. Uh-huh. And maybe they just left that part out to give the artist credit who did the theme song for Parks and Rec, which okay. is so perfect. It's just the most positive little ditty. Right. And they, anyway, so they said that they had this contest and it was for like a menial amount of money and that these people won and they like gave, it was like their song. Okay. But it turns out it was just this woman and they like approached her like, hey, do you want to do this? And she just made it. And it was just so lackluster compared to the other one. You know what? You should just choose to believe in the other story. I like the other story. Yeah, just refuse just... to think. I've done that. Just to- live in denial for. I mean, it's it's not like something completely destructive. No. Uh, I mean, you just live in denial of the fact that you know uh, just... the theme song came from some other source that it didn't actually yeah, come from. I just wanted it to be like somebody in their garage, like making cool music, and they. My son, got famous. Charlie. Uh, for those of you that don't know, um, he. Uh, he loves the theme song. Oh. Like, um, he can hear it from all the way on the other side of the house and he'll like come running oh. in and like, dee 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 And like, he does like this, like swinging oh. thing with his arm. And, and like he, just today, like, like he would just like smile, grin from ear to ear, like uh, doing that. Um, but just today, he finally started. He go d d d d d d d. Oh yes, I love it. Um, like that's the only like whole kind of sort of watch the show, but of course you know it's all dialogue, so and, yeah, and no flashy cartoons. <laughs> both so both shows are so terrible to fall asleep to, not because they're like the. The content is, you know, right. But the theme songs come on, and it's just like, and it's yeah. like, oh well, okay, I'm awake now. <laughs> right. No, <laughs> there I, is my 23 minute nap. <laughs> right. Yeah, I, I totally agree. Um, but yeah, he uh, he fucking loves the theme song. Um, was that the uh, the only uh, the trivia that? Because I have a shit ton of trivia, especially <laughs> for Parks and Rec. Uh, um, I did it. Same thing. And I think that this is true. I want this to be true, too. But now I don't feel like it was a credible source. But I heard that um, Amy Poehler and Nick Offerman made out a lot unnecessarily, um, like, in filming in hopes that it would, like, make it to, like, the end, like, make it into the show somewhere. And it was almost just this, like, uh-huh. running joke that they, like, did kind of with the cast and crew. But that could be complete bullshit. So. I, I didn't hear anything about that. I, I mean, it might be true. Um, but, uh, like, all my all my trivia stuff, like, I pu- pulled from, like, the, the typical, like, sources like IMDb and, mm-hmm. you know, a few other places. Well, let's hear yours because I think both of mine are just not true. <laughs> <laughs> Well, uh, they, they, they are could so just true do, like, in my head. That, maybe it was just fan fiction in yeah. my head. Maybe I didn't even read it anywhere. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, just believe that fan fiction in your head. It's totally That's totally cool. You're not, you're not hurting anyone. That's my new calling. Um, let's see. Uh, so apparently, the writers 
didn't know uh, that Nick Offerman already knew how to play the saxophone. Oh. Uh, so um, when they made him, you know, of course, he, he's, you know, his alias is Duke Silver. Mm-hmm. Um, and he keeps that part of his life private for the most part. Um, yeah. Uh, apparently, they just didn't know that he already knew saxophone. So that was, I guess, kind of a plus. So they probably were able to actually record him playing saxophone like when he was playing oh, I live. I love that. Um, so that's kind of neat. That is neat. Um, of course, uh, I mean, I'll say this just for, um, you know, the just for saying it because uh, maybe not too many p- people know this, but I'm going to start over. Go on. Give it to me. <laughs> that's what she said. <laughs> Um, so yeah, the, uh, the other one is, um, Ron's wife, uh, Tammy too. Yes. Uh, of course, uh, she's played by Megan Mullally. Um, and she was, um, she was Karen in, uh, Will and Grace. Yes. Um, and they're actually married in real life. Uh, I just wanted to say that one. Uh, a lot of people know that one, um, because uh, if you're a fan of the office, you kind of follow, um, the, the characters and everything else that they do and you know you watch the interviews like if they mm-hmm. go on late night shows and uh nick offerman will never pass up an opportunity to talk about his wife which it like talk about hashtag relationship goals yeah like the the relationship that he has with his wife is like something to aspire to it's 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 pretty great um just the way that he talks about her it's um and him being just like a grand romantic uh, to begin with. Oh yeah, um, and he just got this like hard exterior, but he right. is obviously a super sweet, yeah, gentlemanly guy. Yeah, um, we talked about uh, a, a little bit earlier about how he has um, woodworking as a hobby. Mm-hmm. Uh, he he actually has you know a woodworking studio in real life. Um, he, apparently he released an instructional DVD on canoe building, Oh, uh, which I kind of want to buy. I know nothing about. Did you see that? Um, it was on new year's Eve and it was him. I want to believe it was a live stream. Maybe it wasn't, but it was him sitting in a chair, drinking Lagavulin, uh, scotch. Weren't you telling me at, about this? The yeah, I think so. And he was at the distillery. Like, in uh, the background, there's a party going on, and he is sitting out on the coast, just sipping Lagavulin, and then it's like... He was trying like, to break some record? I'm not sure if that's... I mean, maybe. It seemed like a record-breaking activity, because he just sat there and stared at the camera and drank whiskey, or drank scotch, and then it, like, turned midnight, and he just, like, kept sitting there. There was, like, <laughs> not... I'm pretty sure he, like, looked at his watch and was, like... That's such a Ron's Oh, Ron's I loved it. Yeah. Yeah. It was great. Um... He's also a, he's definitely a feminist. Oh yeah. Yeah. He had on like a pink pussy hat and posted about it and my heart exploded. Yeah. It was, it was pretty great. Like seeing that, that bearded man. Yes. That, that that pink hat. It was pretty great. Um, so, uh, in the, uh, the London episodes, part one and two, Mm -hmm. um, when, uh, Ben and Andy are walking up the stairs to go meet Lord Covington or whatever his Mm -hmm. name is for the first time. 
Um, and he's asking Andy, like, so all you did was stop drinking beer uh, and you lost like <laughs> and you lost all this weight. He's like, yeah, 50 pounds. He's like, exactly. How much beer were you drinking? He's like, I know. Right. <laughs> um, well, that's uh, they were basically referring to the fact that they filmed that right after uh, he got in shape for his Star-Lord um, mm-hmm. role in Guardians of the Galaxy. So they were kind of referencing um I mean, like, he lost all this weight, and you could tell that they were still trying to dress him in, like, baggy shirts uh, to kind of cover up the fact. But, I mean, nothing's going to cover up the fact that, like, he lost, like, all this weight in his face. Oh, yeah. His Um, chiseled jaw. Come on. Yeah. He just, like, (laughs) no baggy shirt could hide the fact that this dude just got jacked. He's ripped under there. Yeah. Um, And so I thought that was pretty funny how instead of, like, ignoring the fact that... He lost all this weight. They chose to address it yeah. um, and address it in that way. In the so, perfect Andy way. Yeah. So I thought that was pretty funny. Um, we, uh, of course, I talked to, uh, uh, to you about this earlier um, already, but the um, uh, Mayfair Games, uh, the makers of Settlers of Catan, which uh, it, it, that's the game that they play uh, Ben's Bachelor Party, right? Yes. Okay. Um, yeah. So they made... Um, they were contracted to make cones of Dunshire. <laughs> <laughs> we laughed like for 10 minutes about this shit earlier. They, they were contracted to make cones of Dunshire specifically for um, the, the episode or a few episodes that it was featured in. And um, it, I guess maybe they wanted to try and mass produce it, but it, it, the, the game makers made it, the rules so complicated and hard to follow that no one could justify mass producing it because it was so hard to follow. I wonder who owns like the, the rights to it. No, the few, like, did they actually make it? I don't think so. I don't, what I, if they made just like one? I mean, I, I think they probably had to make a couple copies because the second part of the, this, um, trivia is that, um, they uh let's see it says it was played at gen con uh in 2014 I, i'm not sure what gen con is uh, some kind of comic con yeah i i think it's I, I should know because i'm kind of big in the convention scene but i don't but it was in indiana uh where, th- where 33 people paid a hundred dollars each for a ticket to play um uh Let's see. It looks. It says the Ledgerman position was auctioned off. I was just thinking. I was like, God, I wonder how much those are worth. Like the few ver- like actual copies of the game that there right. are. And then I was like, That's ridiculous. I'm just being a dumb fan girl. But then you just said that they auctioned off well, <laughs> positions I, and pay- they paid a hundred dollars to play. So yeah, maybe that's I, not I mean, that outlandish. It, it, they might have just made like one or two copies. Maybe they just had one copy and they had like. Um, uh, you know, just people yeah. filter in and out. Uh, uh or have, who has the one copy? I don't want to play it, but maybe it's in like <laughs> a vault somewhere. I don't know. Maybe it's at the Smithsonian. Um, let's see. Uh, we talked a little bit about how it was a uh, um a spinoff. It was supposed to be a spinoff of The Office, but then it was you know later redesigned. But they still kept the mockumentary style um, that The Office had. <clears throat> um, this I thought was kind of neat. Uh, Nick Offerman and Aubrey Plaza, which respect, uh, respectively play Ron and April, mm-hmm. share the same birthday, mm. uh, which is uh, June 26th. 
Oh, I'm a June baby too. Yeah. I love cool. Aubrey Plaza. She's She's another character that like I've seen interviews. Um I saw an interview on Seth Meyers, her talking about Legion, which I haven't started watching, but I want to. Yeah, it looks really good. Yeah, and it sounds like she couldn't even talk about her character, which made me want to watch it even more. Right. You know, because there's all this and I don't know, I mean, because I'm assuming there's, like, a story that people already sort of know mm-hmm. about it, maybe? Like, well, I don't know, anyway. Yeah. But she um, she is so much like April Ludgate in real life. Yeah. Like, she's kind of just uh, crass and very to the point and kind of, she's got a very, like, oh, I saw, I think this might have just been, like, a fan fiction sort of thing, but I saw a trailer that was made for Daria. Uh, oh yeah like a live action daria and Mm -hmm. she was playing daria i wanted that to be real like so bad when i first saw the trailer i was like real i was like they're making it into a movie and then like it was like i saw it was made by college humor or something yeah i thought yeah funny or die or something uh yeah i think it was funny or die um and i was so sad that it wasn't a real movie um i mean they totally could make a real movie with she was perfect yeah for sure um, one thing I thought you'd get a kick out of this, um, uh, uh, something that I kind of knew in the back of my head, but never really like thought about is that none of the female characters that got married, um, took their husband's last name. Oh. Um, and so in turn, all their children had hyphenated names. Yeah. Uh, but I thought that could kind of be added on to the conversation of how, uh, Parks and Rec takes like a feminist stance. Definitely. Um, and like, I, I wish I could say this to Lindsay if she was, you know, sitting here with us. Uh, I mean, she kind of already knows, but like, if we could go back and do one thing like different, I'd want her to not change her name. Mm-hmm. Um, like, I, I do feel like it is very outdated. Um, uh, thing that we do um, as far as marriage goes. I agree. Um, is taking of the last name. I, I would tell her that if she doesn't want to take my last name, that I don't want her to. Yeah. So that, I thought that was a pretty interesting um, that is an, thing. I that never they, thought about that. Yeah. I, I mean, I, I knew like that a lot of them uh, or the, I mean, there wasn't a whole lot of marriages in this show, mm-hmm. but I knew that, like I knew that um, April didn't take Andy's last name and, uh, and that Leslie didn't take Ben's last name, so uh, I was the the only person left was like Donna. I think. I doubt she did. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah, no, she's not the kind of person. It seems like no. Thing. In real life, she just has one name. <laughs> she ain't got. <laughs> she don't she, need no last name. She doesn't have room for two more. She ain't got time for that. <laughs> no, she does not have time for that. <laughs> um, let's see. Uh, I thought this was kind of neat. Um, in the season uh, seven episode where um, Tom goes to Chicago to to meet Lucy because mm-hmm. uh, I think he sees over social media that she's like single or yeah. something again. Um, he, he, him and Andy go to Chicago to like surprise her and stuff. And she's uh, taking him on a tour of Chicago. She's like, everyone's so happy that everyone uh, or that the, sh- the Chicago Cubs finally won the World Series oh, yeah. well that's supposed to be in like 2017 yeah um or no wait it, it was supposed to be was that the flash forward in the because they no no uh that was supposed to be 
let me let me read this. Let's see. In in a in a season seven episode, Tom's future wife Lucy makes a comment about how the people in Chicago are friendlier now that the Cubs had won the series. Though the episode aired in 2014, it had the three-year time jump correctly predicting the Cubs' 2016 series win. Yeah, because if it aired and like the world, because the World Series wouldn't have happened again, right? Until you know later in the year. Okay. So yeah, they totally predicted it. Yeah. I love when stuff like that comes around. Like today, today is March 31st, and there were all the memes about yeah. April being like, I didn't think March 31st existed. So and Ron's like, How many meetings do I have? 93 <laughs> <laughs> i love when stuff like that comes back around like yeah treat yourself 2017 that yeah. was this year yeah i've been treating myself uh i treated myself no i yeah no no i definitely treated myself I, I i i had to take an account i i definitely bought a nintendo 3ds and a oh. ps4 treat and yourself yeah i i definitely treated myself um this one, I actually did not have to find um, uh, trivia for. I already knew, and I was kind of surprised to see in trivia because absolutely no one that I know of has talked about this. Um, but Leslie's pregnancy of uh, having triplets mm-hmm. was foreshadowed. Do you know what I'm talking about? Oh, uh, no. <laughs> in, uh, it was in season two, I think, when Anne sets her up with uh her then husband in real life uh um what's his name oh my will arnett mm-hmm. um and you know he turns out to be a total asshole he like you know brings her for an mri oh yeah and uh but he makes that comment where he's like you got a killer oven leslie i'm saying right you could have triplets right oh, off the bat yeah. and when i like <laughs> When I think when I finally watched the whole series in its entirety and, you know, she gets pregnant, has triplets, and then I rewatched it, I was like, oh, that's what a, a that's creep. A yeah. So I was like, um, I, I thought that was kind of neat. That, yeah, so I hadn't even the, noticed that, actually. Yeah, that was one of the trivia things that I found, but I was kind of proud because I, uh, I actually knew that as trivia. <laughs> Uh, you know more trivia than me. We've been nerding out and taking quizzes right. leading up to this. Yeah, and David's so, beat me in all of them. Yeah, I was so pissed that I didn't make uh, 100% on that, that obscure. I should have sent you one today. I was like, quiz. I'm going to brush up a little bit. And I took one with 50 questions. Jesus. That's how slow we've been at work. Whatever. Yeah. And I got 40 of them right. That's pretty good. That is pretty out of 50. Mm-hmm. That's... Uh, what, that's eighty percent. Eighty percent. That's not that great, actually. <laughs> hey, that's a B on college terms. Yeah, it is. Fuck yeah, <laughs> fuck yeah, B. That's. Um. Let's see. Um. Let's see. I didn't write any of the office trivia down, but I do. I did post the the link because the office trivia honestly was um. I mean, maybe it was probably boring to me because I knew most of it already. Mm-hmm. And um, the office trivia is like a, it's all like um, so-and-so or these three people auditioned for the role of, you know, Michael Scott. And it then eventually went to um, uh, Steve, uh, Steve Carell. Carell. One, uh, one thing that I thought was kind of sweet was um, I can't remember if uh, – 
Jenna Fisher and um, John Krasinski knew each other in real life. They they might have met like for the first time or something like that when they went to go audition. But they went to audition like on the same day for their mm-hmm. respective roles, and um, they they both like really liked each other. So the very first question that they asked when they got the callback saying you got the role was they asked if the other person got their role. Like, oh. like uh, um, John Krasinski asked mm-hmm. if Jenna Fisher got the role of Pam Yay. and then vice versa. So I thought that was kind of sweet. I saw um, an interview or a post about this where um, Jenna Fisher is quoted saying like, yeah, like we did love each other to an extent. Yeah. You know, like those characters in that setting, we loved each other. And you can see that. Like yeah. there's no, same thing with Ben and Leslie. Like, there was definitely a lot of just on-screen chemistry yeah. between them, you know. I bet that's that's got to be also difficult. Like, I, I feel like that's one reason why I wouldn't be a great actor is because I, I can't turn that off. Like, I'm a very emotional person. Yeah. So if I were to um, be an actor... And I would have to portray a um, an on-screen relationship or have an on-screen relationship with someone. Uh, and that person was someone that I was both physically and uh, intellectually attracted to. Then I might have to cheat on my wife. Um, <laughs> Especially if it's Jenna Fisher or Amy Poehler. <laughs> right. Especially Amy Poehler. Like, no. Maybe. She, she, she really, she gets my motor running. Who, Amy Poehler? Yeah. Even she though gets she, my motor running. Even though she's like, her. she's, uh, I don't know, she, I don't, she's not yet 50, I don't think. But, no. you know, she's got a couple of kids. It's still, I'd, I'd, I'd tap that. Did you see Sisters? Uh, I, I started watching it uh, and um, I stopped, I think, because I ended up getting tired um, that particular <laughs> night. Either that or I was. I'm just getting tired in general. Right. I'm tired in my I'm life. Just, <laughs> My life is, oh, my life, my life. Michael, what's wrong? Oh, the the low light of the office is making me depressed. Michael, isn't depressed just another word for feeling down? Dwight, you ignorant slut. <laughs> oh, goodness. Uh, I think that's that's one of the best office episodes. Just oh, yeah, that's a good scene. one. Dwight, you ignorant slut. <laughs> Um, let's see what's some other good shit that I I found Um, uh, apparently John Krasinski had to wear a wig at some point in time Uh, I I think when he cut his hair um, Mm -hmm. you know we were talking earlier about how when he finally got a haircut in like season 3 they either had to do reshoots or they were doing more shoots of uh um, like previous episodes in the season, uh-huh. so he had to wear a wig, a that shitty would, wig, yeah, to to resemble that would resemble his old like mop top hairstyle. Oh no! But it's funny, like if you think back to like the early two thousands, like that was totally like a look, like yeah. Uh, That's why I wonder like how much of it was on look. purpose. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, it was. He totally got up. His hair was still wet, and he put a hat on. Yeah. You remember when you maybe maybe had done that? Was your hair Most ever definitely. long like that? <laughs> uh, so it kind of curled up around the edges? You know, I actually, I, I think um, I have a, a photo that came up on my time hop today, and I can mm. show it to you. John Krasinski hair. <laughs> it basically was. Um, 
and I tried to like grow a goatee and uh, or it's just you know, not, not the goatee not the mo- mustache part just like the just the chin just the chin and so, like I didn't grow it out enough um, but I mean you got to start somewhere and like it looked like I, I put like stick glue on my chin oh. and just did my <laughs> chin and hair in like your pube hairs <laughs> <laughs> my pube hairs but it just in and like like if i was to like shave off my beard and like dip it in the then dip my chin in the sink you're and, doing a really funny motion right now yeah. <laughs> <laughs> too bad none of our audience can hear it all, i know all, i just had all to three share of them. yeah maybe we'll get like five if you go home and tell your friends oh that everybody knows podcast. yeah 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 cool I'm going to share the shit out of this. That, that or I might excellent. listen to it and be like, no. We'll, we'll literally have like tens of people listening to to the podcast now. Yeah. It'll be so exciting. Maybe if we're both, you know, podcast evangelists at the office, yeah. at our office, we can get more listeners. That would be that would be tight. Tight <laughs> like a million virgins. So lit. <laughs> so lit, fam. <laughs> Um, so yeah, I, I think that's, that's pretty much it for the, uh, the office trivia. I mean, there's, there's like a shit ton more. So audience, if you're interested in, uh, office trivia, just go to IMDB or type in office trivia in Google and you can read it yourself because like I said, a lot of it is, I mean, it's kind of like, oh, that's kind of neat to know. And then, um, the rest of it is like, you know, like I said, these actors were considered for the role like uh, like Bob Odenkirk who you know plays mm-hmm. in Better Call Saul um, oh he was, I remember that uh, and then I, he was uh, yeah he, he basically he was chosen to play Michael Scott um, because Steve Carell who they really wanted they, the, that was their number one pick mm-hmm. um, he was d- shooting a pilot for a, a, a brand new show for uh, it might have been NBC as well um, but the pilot ended up getting passed over. So he, all of a sudden he was freed up and they obviously won Steve Carell. Yeah. Um, so, but then he like basically played Michael Scott in like Bizarro world, like later on in the series. Yeah. Yeah. He, he played like Pam another, ver- yeah. Another version of Michael yeah. Scott when Pam was trying to get, uh, that job in Philly. Did Jim set that up on purpose? Do you remember they like eat dinner together and I got a vibe that he like, and maybe he came out and said this, that he set up that interview on purpose because it was a guy that was like kind of like Michael Scott and uh, he knew it. I never got that vibe. But then again, like um, that's what one of the things that makes these shows so great is that you, they're infinitely rewatchable and you pick up on mm-hmm. those little things that you might have missed. Like there's there's always things that I pick up on that I, I, I never yeah. did previously so now i want to go and rewatch it all again i'm in the middle of both of them right now (laughs) Uh, i just like finished the last little bit of the office with my boyfriend and but i hadn't really watched that as much as i had watched earlier seasons so it was good to have a new appreciation i've definitely seen the office more really um I've really only watched Parks and Rec a couple of times all the way through, but I've seen so many episodes just multiple times because I love them. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, it's pretty great. So well, great. I, uh, I think, holy shit, we've been going for a while. I, I think this is going to be our, our longest episode thus far. Um, 
but the 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 trivia for both of those shows um were that was the last thing that i had so um i guess we can kind of do closing thoughts like okay. um you know yeah fucking the office and parks yeah. and rec or the office fuck yeah <laughs> office fuck yeah parks and rec fuck yeah i'm about it yeah. i love both of them yeah. i like i said i was so flattered that you asked me to come and be a part of this i'm so fucking glad that you agreed to like this has been so much fun like uh, i've wanted to uh um well, i was gonna say i wanted to do this episode for so long but that's really not true i just came up with the idea of doing this episode uh, a few weeks ago like really there wasn't a whole lot of time that passed in between me coming up with the idea and then asking you mm-hmm. because I wanted to, um, like, uh, of course, I didn't even say that uh, Andrew and Connor weren't here. You know, usually when I do an episode without them, I'm like, hey, guys, Andrew and Connor aren't here, but Sorry, I'm here Andrew with... Andrew and Connor. Yeah, we love you. <laughs> um, but, uh, but yeah, um, I, I knew that, like, Andrew, he's only seen uh, Parks and Rec mm-hmm. all the way through like once, and I don't think he's seen The Office all the way through once. Uh, so I knew that he would be able to contribute a little bit. Uh, and then Connor, I don't think he's really seen either show a so whole So you needed lot. another nerd. So I, I really needed someone that knew. And, and when you told me that you knew The Office as well, I was like... Fuck yeah! Like, <laughs> like uh, you, you were like my number one draft pick for, for this episode. Number one. Yeah. So, um, do uh, do you have any personal projects going on that we could plug? I mean, I, I like to. I I know that podcasts like whenever they have special guests come on, they usually you know plug their projects for them. Uh, I, I am like a professional plugger of other people's stuff. I'm constantly. You right. know, I feel like we both do that yeah. where we're like, oh, I love this right now. And do you, did you hear about this? Um, I don't. I have a little like a Etsy shop that I'm kind of working on, but it's so it's in its infancy. It's yeah. going to be like a vintage kind of concept. Cool. Um, yeah. Well, uh, we can. Uh, is it is it live yet? Or are it's you still? Not. OK, it's uh, very much in the works yeah so as soon as katie lets me know um i will definitely like i want to um do like a friends uh page on the website that's awesome and kind of have a list like uh like brianna that used to work with us like i want to put her nerdette designs on there and of course there's um the popcorn poops podcast Mm -hmm. that um connor uh, our the other co-host he uh, his brother-in-law and his wife they do that podcast and it's like a i forget their long ass like title for or a, like subtitle for it. it's like the best married uh movie commentary track hybrid audio program Whoa. on the internet it's it's really long but i mean it's on purpose to be yeah. funny um but yeah we we like to plug them too because you know they're basically family to us yeah that's Um, great definitely family to him obviously but um he was uh dustin uh, the the husband Mm -hmm. in the relationship um he was like my first friend uh when i moved to tennessee so it was very interesting when i finally uh when i found out that connor was uh his brother-in-law i was like what like you know small world um that's so. awesome. No, I think that's a great idea. So yeah, um, share the love. Yeah, whenever your uh, whenever your shit goes live, I will definitely plug it on you know our Facebook page and our website and I'll Twitter you know. and blah blah blah. So cool. yeah, we'll do all that. Um, so if you enjoyed this podcast, please 
pretty please go listen to the rest of them uh they are as equally as nerdy um and fantastic uh, you can find them on itunes google Play, or stitcher if you'd like to leave us a rating and review on itunes or google play um that would also be fantastic uh that's pretty much the best way to help out the podcast is to leave us a rating and review because that helps with you know metrics and data and all that boring shit but basically it just amounts to us getting us recognized more um when people search for this genre um on itunes and whatnot um but yeah uh you can do that if you feel so inclined. We're also on Patreon. Um, if you are into giving money to total strangers or not strangers, if you know us personally, um, <laughs> just give money either way. Yeah. Um, <laughs> everything that's donated to us goes right back into uh, the production of the show, you know, better mics and all that fun shit to make the show more professional. Um, and of course, you can follow us on Facebook at facebook.com slash Geek Garage Podcast. Uh, follow us on Twitter at Geek Garage Pod. You can check out all of our shit uh, on the Geek Garage Podcast website, geekgaragepodcast.com. Um, you can find all the links there. You can find photos and um, all the episodes drawn there as well. Um, so, yeah, uh, I have been David Dassaw and my co-host for this evening has been katie finley yes that's me <laughs> and it's been so much fun it's been so much fun oh my god thank you so much oh, david okay well we will uh <laughs> we will see you later in internet and uh you have yourself a lovely evening bye 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 bye, bye. bye. bye.